the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As we look at our world today, we see violence, poverty, and anarchy every place. I'd like to think that if the ultimate solution to all the world's ills was offered, we would gladly receive it and set about making the world a better place for our posterity. The good news is, Jesus was and still is offered as the perfect solution to the world's problems. Listening today as Pastor Rander continues to look at how Christ was received by the world he came to save in this message, The Rejection of Jesus. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. God already knew before you were born what generation you would be born in, what year you would be born in, whose parent you would be, uh, what color your eyes are going to be, what color your your skin is going to be. He already knew the depth, the breadth, and the scope of your life journey from birth to death. Think about that. Now, that's, that's a big thought. He knew all of that, and he brought you in in the fullness of time. You didn't come into this world too early, and you didn't come into this world too late. Stop saying, well, oh, well, this youngest child, uh, that was a slip. We didn't expect to have her. Wait a minute. Hold up. You know what you did to make them. What you mean? You didn't just slip. Okay. Don't y'all say amen. Don't get quiet on me. Amen. When you do certain things, certain things what? Happen. In the fullness of time. God brought you into this world in, in, the, in your birth year. You have a birth date. And by the way, and then you got a death date. And then God controls everything in between birth and death. Your boundaries, where you're going to go, what you're going to do, and how you're going to get there. Now, since he knows all that, and he knows the beginning from the end of your life, I believe you ought to check in with him to save yourself some trouble. <laughs> Won't you check? If, if God knows all of that, well, God, why am I sweating? I just need to follow you. I just need to, you already know everything. You already know my beginning and my end. What am I worried about? You already know. You already know. I don't have to walk around in fear. I don't have to walk around here scared. 
I'm scared to get on the plane and to go to the Ukraine because I might die. The plane might fall. Some crazy nut may rise up and try to open the door. I can sit there and pray and enjoy myself because God already knows the day of my death. And I can sit there in that plane. I'm not going anywhere until God says so. <laughs> Amen? And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwelling. First John 4:20 and 21 also says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Okay? For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, in other words, you, it's a terrible thing when you hate your, your physical brother, your, your sibling, your, your brother in Christ, your sister in Christ, your co-worker, your neighbor, uh, you, you hate. There's some children that hate their parents. There's some parents that hate their children. He says right here, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen. Now you're looking at your brother, your sister, your in-law. You're looking at the baby mama drama. Okay? How can he love God whom he has not seen? None of you have seen God. Now one day you will. You say, I've seen God. No, you, you can't stand this kind of glory of God. You know, it's too much glory. You can't, in this physical body, you can't stand God in the fullness of his presence. And look at 21. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Oh, 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 did you get that? He who loves God must, huh? Not might, not should. What? Must love his brother or sister also. Also, you say you love God? Then you got to love me. You got to love that person sitting next to you. Look, look, look around you. Just look around. Just take a look all around you. They're not going to scare you now. They're not gonna... You got to love them. Okay? You, got, you, you still got to love the person uh, you divorced. You got to love that child that's, that's causing you to pull out your hair. That's right. You got to love that in-law. You, you, you must love them. Beloved, don't expect the blessings of God nor wisdom from him if you possess a spirit of racial prejudice. God will not bless you. God will not bless you. He will not give you wisdom if you possess a spirit of racial prejudice. God is love. And he expects us to reflect his character and not hate anyone. Not hate anyone. Repeat after we, after me. We must not hate anyone. That's right. Must not hate anyone. The, the effects of hate are so devastating. Let me just show you why you shouldn't hate so you can just get healed this morning. Let me show you why you shouldn't be a racist. Let me show you why you shouldn't hate. It causes ulcer, stress. Hate brings on insomnia. Hate brings on depression. 
Hate brings on heart problems. Hate brings on an inability to think clearly. Hate confuses your mind. Hate brings on bitterness. Hate brings on vengeance to get even, to get back. She don't know who she messing with. I'll lay my religion down and I'll kill her. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nothing. If you've got a religion that you can lay down, it's really not a religion. Matter of fact, I'm scared of religious folk. Because God don't call us to be religious. That's right. He calls us to be righteous. Huh? Some of y'all, that's what's wrong. It was religious folk that put Jesus on the cross. And some of the worst folk in, in the house of God are folk who are religious. You can't beat them amen and, and go outside and slap your face. Vengeance. Uh, you know what hate does? It hinders your prayer life. You can't even pray and get a prayer through if you're hating. You know what it does? It breaks your fellowship with God. You, you, you can't connect with God. You run interference on God. It hinders your, your relationship with God. You can't draw close to God. You can't get to the next level in Christ. Number five, you bring rejection upon yourself by how you look, dress, carry yourself, and speak. Okay? This is a big one. <laughs> You bring rejection upon yourself. Now, some of you reject it because you bring it on yourself. By how you look, dress, carry yourself, and speak. For example, sagging pants, clothes that are too tight. It's not going to do nothing but attract the wrong kind of people. Short, clothes that's too short are revealing. You got a grill in your mouth talking about hire me. Crazy colored hair, excessive tattoos, and body piercing all in the tongue. May I help you, please? Being obnoxiously loud, uh, using Im improper English. If you're doing all that, expect to be rejected. Romans 12, 2a says, and do not be conformed to this world. In other words, you know what that scripture means? Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Don't let the world shape you. That's what that means. Don't, don't allow the world to, to squeeze you into its mold to the point that you, you, you lose your identity in Christ. See, people who are interviewing you for employment want you to have acceptable attire and appearance. If you want to look weird and scare people, then expect to be rejected. Imagine someone goes to great lengths to prepare the most fantastic gift ever given. They know your specific wants and needs intimately, and they customize your personal present, wrap it up beautifully, and you refuse to open it. That's the picture of how Christ came to the world and was rejected by the world he came to. 
Join us today as Pastor Rander illuminates how we treated Christ in this message, The Rejection of Jesus. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. People make decisions or judgments about you based on your outward appearance. For example, you want to adopt a child and you going in there, you got you, you looking crazy. You look at all demonic and you drink you stuff is hanging all over you. And you say, well, I want to adopt a baby. You say, they say, we're not going to give her a baby. If, if you want to be an attorney and represent clients in, in the courthouse and you're going to stand before the jury, you can't stand there with, with, with flip flops on and uh, T-shirts with, with hate on it and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, I was in the hospital with my wife. When that doctor came in, he looked professional. I, I would not have no doctor working on my wife with a grill in his mouth. His hair is all psychedelic. It's green and purple. It's wild. And he, he, he's tatted all down. And he can't talk because his, his tongue got 50 beads in it. And say, and say well, tomorrow we're going to do surgery on you. I say, no, you're not doing surgery on my wife. You ain't, you're not killing my wife. If you look the news people, the anchor people, look at how they dress. The weatherman, the weather woman, look how they dress. Uh, uh, how, who you date? I mean, they ought to have some a sense of of self respect when they when they are thinking about dating you. That's right. They ought not just look any kind of way. They ought to fix themselves up because they want to date you. Y'all to say, where's that man? Don't be, don't be a slouch and want me. I don't want no person dressing like a slouch. You, you, dress, you dress properly for job interviews, internships, applying for a bank loan, and anything else. First Samuel 16, 7b says, For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance. That's the way it is. Man looks at the what? Man, but God looks at the heart. God look, we don't know the heart, but God looks at the heart, judging you outwardly. Number six, a couple of more, and then we'll just stop. Christian business owners, Christian business owners will encounter rejection if they do not have the ability to sell themselves. The word is sell themselves as well as their product or services effectively in a professional and knowledgeable manner. Christian business owners will encounter rejection if they do not have the ability to sell themselves as well as their product or services effectively in a professional and knowledgeable manner. They lose credibility with their customers. There's a great scripture here, Proverbs 22:29. Any of you in a business thinking about going into a business, you want to be an entrepreneur, or any of these kinds of things, here's a verse for you. Going, going into business for yourself, uh, Proverbs twenty two twenty nine 29 says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. In other words, 
If you want, if you want a business, if you, you want a lucrative business, uh, you want to do well in a business, you need to work hard. You need to pray hard. You have to have some character, have a good reputation. Say what you mean and mean what you say. You're dressed for success. Uh, matter of fact, be hard to replace. I, I mean, you, you, you got to be good at what you do. That means you got to burn the midnight oil. That means you, you got to work at it. You got to mull over it. You got to think. You have to process. You got to pray. There are competitors out there. And you got to compete. And you get out what you put in. And, and if you're good at what you do, folk will come to you. As a matter of fact, you don't have to do so much solicitation when you're good at what you do. Your name get out there and say, you got, you, man, I know somebody, the best cook in town. I know this person that can do this or do that. And they will find you out. If you want to sew a seamstress, be a good one. If you want to be a beautician, don't burn folk hair out. Huh? <laughs> That's right. You want to build a house? Know the right measurements. Know something about foundation and termites. When you, when you do things and do it well, uh, your excellence, listen to this, your excellence and quality will elevate you. Did y'all get that what I said? If you want to you want to make jewelry, make it well. Your excellence and your quality will what? Elevate you. Don't have to do anything and expect success. And you know what? When you do it and you do it well, I mean very well, you won't just stand before ordinary folk. God will elevate you before the VIPs. You will stand before kings. You will not stand before unknown folk that people don't know about. People will be seeking you out. And you say, well, how did they find my name? How did they find about my business? Somebody uh, did business with you that knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody. And you got a call from way over yonder wind. And you wonder, how did your name get way over there? You got way over there because you doggone good. Oh, God, help me. Let me do one more and I'll leave you alone. Y'all listening? One more, I'll leave you alone. Uh, Number seven, if you make bad decisions that affect your character and reputation, then expect rejection such as loss of endorsements, Loss of respect, of respect from your family, loss of respect from your peers, loss of income, and in some cases, loss of freedom. In other words, you end up in prison. See, your character. It takes years to make a good character, but you can destroy your character with one decision. If you make bad decisions 
that affect your character and reputation, then expect rejection, such as loss of endorsement, loss of respect from your family and peers, loss of income, even loss of freedom. All I'm saying is that some rejection we bring on ourselves. I got a scripture to help you excel in life that you need young folk and older folk too if you want to do something with your life. You say, where is that scripture so I can do better? I'm glad you asked. It's in Proverbs 22.1. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. There's nothing like a good name. A good name. My son bears my name. I told him a long time ago, don't you mess up my name. He's doing a good job with my name. Thank God. Uh, a good name. And what you want is a good name. You want a good rep- reputation. A good name, it, it says, look, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. A good name. People speak well of you. When your name comes up anywhere, what are they saying about you? Now, the other side of that, don't expect everybody to like you. Matter of fact, the scripture says, woe be unto you when all men speak well of you. Okay, so don't look for praises. Oh, oh, I want everybody to like you. Everybody didn't like Jesus. Come on now. Don't worry about folk not liking you. Just do right. You don't thank you, Holy Ghost. Ooh, thank you. Uh, do you know something? How many of you messed up before in life at some point on something? Uh, here's my feet too, okay? I got something I want to say to y'all. When you're trying to do right and you love God and you repent, I mean, you get on the floor and you repent because you messed up. You know you messed up. You messed up. It was your fault and you didn't blame. Stop blaming everybody. Stop pointing fingers. Lord, I did it. I did it. When you come clean and honest before God, you know what he'll do. He'll take your mess ups and work it for his glory and your good. That's right. He'll clean up your mess like only he can do. Sometimes folks set booby traps for you. Sometimes they they try to snare you. They try to trap you. They try to do you in. And sometimes you, you, you naive. And you're not alert and you're not walking in the spirit. You're away from God and then God has to get your attention. But, 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 but when you mess up, when you fail, hurry up and get to the throne of God and say, God, I put my foot in my mouth. God, I did something stupid and here it is. Tell him exactly what you did. God, I thank you for your blood. I sure need it now. Cleanse me. Wash me. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me, Jesus. Cleanse me. Restore me. And you know what? God will step in right on time. And he will cover you. And he'll make your mistakes for his glory and your good. He could even restore what the locusts have eaten. That's right. Let Jesus fix it for you. He knows just what to do 
Whenever you pray, just let him have his way. Let Jesus. Anybody know about Jesus? Anybody had to have Jesus clean up your stuff? You've had to have Jesus to clean up your mess? Have you ever been the problem and, and you told Jesus, Jesus, it's me. It's not my mama. It's not my sister. It's not my brother. It's me, oh Lord. And when you come clean, God will purge you. God will work on your behalf. And he will restore what the locusts have eaten. And all God's children said, Amen. Let's pray. And Father, thank you for the first segment of this message. Thank you that you gave me the wisdom to not rush it, but massage it in the Holy Ghost. Father, we've all failed you. We've all said things we shouldn't have said. We've all done sins or committed sins that we don't want anybody in this room to know about. We've all failed you. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It is my prayer, oh God, that you forgive us. Forgive us of mean words. Forgive us of negativity. Forgive us of bitterness. Forgive us of a spirit of anger. Forgive us of a spirit of racial prejudice. Forgive us of gossip. Forgive us of slander. Forgive us of homemongering. Forgive us of adultery. Forgive us of sleeping with somebody we're not married to. Forgive us of pornography. Forgive us for putting our eyes where they shouldn't be. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.